If you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sports Same Game Multi. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Yes, hello and welcome back to another edition of the Same Game Multi Podcast. Another huge episode today coming to you. Uh, we're going to take an early look at the race that stops a nation, the Melbourne Cup, which is next Tuesday. Also going to head on over to Abu Dhabi, where there's a big UFC a light heavyweight title fight. Um, while we're there, we're also going to check on the Aussies in the T20 against Sri Lanka. And the boys might talk a bit of darts and football as well. So make sure you stay on side because we're about to kick off. As I welcome in on this beautiful spring day, Mr. J-Rod Burton, how are you, mate? Mate, marvellous, good to be here. And Chez, how are you, buddy? Not too bad, coming off a three-day bender, so <laughs> a little bit dusty. You recovered, or? I'm getting there. Um, how, how was it, mate? Where'd you, where'd you end up? Uh, I just went down to the coast, doing a bit of fishing there at the, uh, the miles from Yurunga, North Beach area. Very unsuccessful with the fishing, but there was plenty of cans uh, empty by the end of the trip, so. Doing your bit for the recycling. I was. Mate. Nice to hear. Um, boys, as I mentioned, we've got a huge show. Um, we're back on YouTube this week as well, which is fantastic. So make sure you do subscribe, follow, like, hit the dinger, whatever you've got to do uh, to make sure you get the notification that we're, the episodes drop. Make sure you do it. And uh, if you do enjoy our show, please, please, please tell your friends, your family, your colleagues. Word of mouth is our best form of advertising. It's free, which we love. Uh, but, you know, if you do love the podcast, please give us a shout-out to, to a few mates and, and spread the word as we'd love to see a few more uh, listeners and followers every week. Uh, anything you want to say, boys, about the last week? Yeah, very disappointed in the uh, Victorian stewards. In the, if, you, if you saw the uh, Cox Plate on the weekend, uh, very disappointing. Uh, it was actually my tip of Animo um, that was, was checked on the line about uh, 50 metres out or thereabouts, uh, which impeded the run. Um, the other horse that it, it checked its line took Animo and Craig Williams had to woo up on the on the whip. So uh, it's hard to say in, in a race that big, um, you, you sort of understand why they didn't didn't uh, uphold the uh, the uh, challenge. But, you know, at the same time, a race that size, uh, benefit of the doubt. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, would have won a little bit of money um, if it had happened. But, you know, that's these things happen. But uh, if I, I have a funny feeling if that was a, a new, uh, new South Wales or a uh, perhaps a Queensland race, I think uh, in my eyes that would have been overturned in a heartbeat. Um, particularly when you look from the reverse uh, footage, the other horse actually knocks Animo and Animo takes a wobbly step, so loses momentum. Craig Williams also has to has to settle on the whip, um, regather the horse, and then try again. So, but you know that's part of that's part of uh, racing, and, and these things happen. So, take the good from the bad. Uh, apart from that, it was a fabulous weekend. It was good. Who um who who won the Cox Plate? Uh, I'm trying to think. It was an Irish horse off the top of my head. You put me on the spot. Um, uh, mate, if I had a bit more prepared, I would have taken you back to a little soundbite from last week. Uh, I believe it was my ruffie. Was it really? Yeah. State of rest. State of rest, that's it. If you uh, don't recall, go back and watch last week's episode. Paying 10 bucks when I mentioned it. Um, I had all of nothing on it, but <laughs> ah, well, I'll still take the bragging rights the there. was there, which uh, I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but uh, that trainer, um, he's only 28 years old. Um, he's won a Cox Plate uh, and two Melbourne Cups. <laughs> he actually trained uh, Rekindling. That was the winner, uh, when was that? Probably 
four four years ago, four or five years ago. So at, at that time, he was only 22 years old, um, and he and he's trained the last year's winner. So uh, hats off to him. Not a bad start to his career. That's Not for a bad sure. start for a 28 year old to win a Cox Plate and two Melbourne Cups. Um, did we go any well in the charity bets? Well, <laughs> well, I back something for a win and it runs a place. I'm backing for a place and it runs fourth. Mate, I told you don't back on the lose. <laughs> Just no luck last week at all. Yeah. No, it was it was difficult. Like all in all, for the horse racing and that, even uh, my my charity bet tip, which was uh, in the soccer, mate, it was a, it was a difficult day to to a difficult weekend to, to pick a winner. That's for sure. Um, I managed to get uh, one little bet up, boys, and that was uh, Marvin Vittori in the UFC. Uh, had him head to head against Paulo Costa. Uh, he was paying a dollar fifty seven there, and I had twenty five on him. So, uh, not a huge return, but a, a bit of money nonetheless for our um, for our charity account, which was great. Better that, than I got, mate. Does that get you off the nudie run? No, nah, I think I was already um, possibly, possibly. If I do have to do one, I was doing it in summer because I can't afford no shrinkage. That's oh, for sure. I think yeah, I think you picked up a small one a couple <laughs> yeah. of weeks ago. Yeah, I think I did. I, I must be the only one on the duck. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gone the other way during yeah, the has, football. It's during the football season, but anyway, the tides have turned. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll bounce. We'll bounce. Uh, what was your highlight of the week, gentlemen? Oh, I had it just in my head then. I'll come now back to you. Here. Come, come back to me. My highlight of the He's week. Still coming off his bender. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big weekend for the for the Chesmeister. Uh, my highlight of the weekend was uh, the five nil thrashing of Manchester United in the English Premier League. I saw that um, cost, cost Guru a bit uh, of the coins. Yeah, the, the Guru had a little bet on there. Yeah. They played Liverpool, was it? Uh, yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I actually touched on it last week about how good Mohamed Salah is playing at the moment. And in my eyes, he's the best in the world. Um, and those who have argued, you know, they'll argue that Cristiano Ronaldo is uh, him himself and Lionel Messi are, are the best players in the world. Well, he uh, just just remember that. Mohamed Salah plays for Liverpool five. Cristiano Ronaldo played for uh, Manchester United nil. So five nil thrashing. Um, did, did he score any goals? Who's that? Oh mate, Mohamed Salah got yeah. a hat trick. Yeah, got a hat trick. Yeah. He got a hat trick. So um, he is a freak. And at the and as I said, in my eyes, the only problem is he's very similar to your Lionel Messi's uh, and your Cristiano Ronaldo's and, and players like that because he's Egyptian. The Egyptian side will never win the World Cup, or they'll never really win anything. Mm. Anything. Major title sort of thing, if if that makes sense. Yeah. Same with Cristiano Ronaldo. So being Portuguese, very there's a very very slim chance that they'll win, uh, even even like a Euro or something like that. So, uh, but having said that, at the moment they're playing good football and and it and it shows over there. Uh, and and Liverpool are massive in Australia too. So, so it's good to see. How'd you go, mate? Yeah, come, come back, back to me. You? Come That's back good. to me. That's good. Uh, my highlight was uh, thanks to Top Sport, they offered a hundred uh, percent deposit bonus. Uh, which got me up on the weekend, paid for my trip away. Um, I used $5, so I deposited 100 which gave me $100 worth of bonus bets. I used $5 on a greyhound, did no good. So I thought, bugger it, free money. I put a $95 multi on eight legs of tennis. Uh, I think it was on <laughs> Thursday night or something, Friday <laughs> night. They will played over in like Hamburg and Toulouse. All eight legs got up, so got me back about 400 bucks. So, wow. uh, Thanks to Top Sport one. for that one. Uh, boys, I'm going to take us over to um, uh, Abu Dhabi where the uh, T20 World Cup kicked off uh, in Australia v South Africa. I don't know if you watched the game, but I, I sat up there. I think it was on Friday night. Um, anyway, sat up late. And uh, Quinton de Kock, he's, uh, he, yeah, he's, he's uh, for the wicket. I don't know if you saw it. He, he, um, 
hit it straight up in the air. He thought it went down to third man, um, down the boundary. End up going straight behind him, knocking on and hitting the stumps and getting him out. So yeah, couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. Uh, we needed to get him out at the time, which was fantastic. But I thought, what a shit way to, what a shit way. I to thought get him being, out. Uh, especially when you sky that high, the chances of it happens very. Yeah. Slow. I thought being to cock it might have been middle stump. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Good relevant. Uh, low lights. Um, my low light was actually the uh, when. Going back to the T20 cricket, my low lights actually the West Indies getting bowled all out for 55. Now, the drama with that, I'm going to quickly go through some stats here. So, this is the side 3, 6, 13, 9, 5, 1, 6, second ball duck, 6 not out, first ball golden duck, 3. Now, I'm just going to put this out there. The only player <laughs> in the West Indies to get double figures was Chris Gale. Chris Gale is 42 years of age. And what did he get? Uh, he got 13. 13. 13, so, yeah. you know, it's bad when there's a pensioner uh, paving the way for the boys. <laughs> and, and having said that, take nothing away from the West Indies. When it comes to this short form of the game, they're, they're some of the best in, in the world. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> obviously not on, on the night, so it's disappointing. More, 55, more, so, more know, so than a yeah. low light, it's a more disappointing. Yeah, I hear you. That was nearly close to mine too, mate. What about yourself? Uh, touching on the cricket as well, another uh, favourite getting beat was the India. Oh, you both stole mine. Is that yours? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, India getting beat by, by the Packies. Yeah, uh, and and the Packies have got none out. They what? got the total without any loss of wickets. Yeah, I, I there's put some that match fixing payments there somewhere, I'm sure, because I had them in my final leg to win about three hundred bucks, and I was dirty on them. So um, I, I've cancelled me. Indian food order for this week as well, just to <laughs> stick it to them. So. <laughs> the Indian fare will be thirty four dollars down. Hit the economy hard, I will. So. <laughs> yeah, but that was why that was the the, the fifty five from the West Indies and and the India getting smoked by Pakistan. So anyway, not to worry. And but I did notice that didn't change the market. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, India they're still, still favourites. Yeah, they're still favourites. So they yeah, yeah. Um, I got a little player yeah. of the week too. Uh, Fallon Sherrick, one of the uh, professional ladies dart players. Uh, she won her ticket to play in the World Championships over the weekend against all the all, all the big guys. Uh, there was a couple of games there. She actually averaged over 100. Uh, one of the games, she got the second highest recorded score for that event. So hats off to her. She's playing phenomenal. Um, she features in this week's start, so I'll touch on that a little bit later on. Definitely a bit of a uh, bit of a smoky too. I think people go up and play her because they're not used to playing women. There's a bit of pressure on them as well. Might sound sexist, but that's just... How it is. It happened in the in the World Championship last year, didn't Certainly it? Certainly did. Uh, sorry, and sorry. does she actually play against men? It's there's no, so, so, yeah, yeah. no so, women comps, it's just all the ones. So, so the the one she played in over the weekend, that was a that was a ladies division comp. Uh, but the winners of that got to go through to play uh, got, got oh, their ticket good. to play. Yeah, it, it's really good to see. And she actually uh, she made the final uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was at the I'm trying to remember the event. Might have been the Nordic Dart, Dart Masters. Uh girl and Price pulled out um, get a win Get a win price Sorry yes Hey he done his own work <laughs> He, uh, he uh, pulled out Not of her but out of the comp and, uh, <laughs> um, So that so that gave her a buy And she actually made it all the way through to the final And played Michael Van Gerwen So yeah, Good honour Yeah uh, The other one was Lisa Lisa Ashton Ashton yeah So she's so qualified she's, as well She's in her 50s I think uh, and she's prepared to go to Q School next year as well. Now, so. hey, I'm not being rude, but she is one sour-looking woman. Wow. <laughs> she looks like one of those old cranky canine lunch ladies, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah. She's yeah, I don't know if my yummy drummy's cooked. It'll be fucking cooked here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's good to see. Uh, that's good. Uh, good shout-out, boys. Uh, all right, let's move into 
three of a kind. kind. Yeah, boys, this week, three of a kind. And this, I was just saying to the boys here earlier, so we did, we're discussing this, and all afternoon, it's, I've, I don't know if I've got the right ones, and then you think of another one. It's oh, actually hard. It's been fucking with my, my head all afternoon um, whilst on the tools. Boys, this week, listeners, what we're going to do, watchers as well, I almost forgot, we're going to do our three favourite uh, UFC fighters. Now, boys, whilst we're on the topic, I'm going to have to apologise for last week's uh, uh, comments. For some reason, I blatantly missed Matty Johns. In, in my so so basically, if I had a yacht and I'm inviting three oh, people to get on guests. my yacht, yeah, yeah, Matty Johns, mate, mate, he's, he's, he's him and Bono from you too. Oh, mate, they're up there. On so, the, on who, the who are you kicking out then if you could only have three? Uh, Warren can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Matty Johns is in there. Nah, boys, uh, this week, three of a kind, uh, UFC fighters, boys. I'm gonna hit it off with the first one. My first one's gonna be Frank Mir. Mm-hmm. Heavyweight yeah. fighter uh, from a little while ago. Uh, yep. His technique, uh, he had that uh, like a bit of a trilogy, uh, and what I think it sort of started to, to you know that those grudge matches, rematches. Do you remember when Brock Lesnar went from uh, WWE from wrestling, or might have been WWF at the time? I'm not 100 sure, but then he basically came over, and they just had this war between each other from Frank Mir and um, and Brock Lesnar. He was uh, heavyweight. Title holder for for, for many uh, many years, numerous times. So uh, Frank Mir's my number three. I remember a fight from years ago. Frank Mir fought. Uh, I think it was Giant Silver was his name. Massive dude. Bigfoot Silver. No, no, no. no it wasn't Bigfoot. It was this. This was before him. This was earlier on. Okay. Um, this guy was huge. So Frank Mir's a big man. And he made him look look small. Frank Mir had this guy, this big silver, in one of those uh, arm bars. But Frank Mir's shoulders was touching the touching the mat, and his legs were up in the air. <laughs> and he's actually popped this big guy's arm. Oh like wow! It, it popped him. Yeah. And then this guy like, wanted to stop. Like he wanted to keep on going. The ref come over, stopped the fight, stopped the fight. Doctor's orders. This big guy's looking at him, like trying to rage back in. Frank Mir's just standing there, like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> fucking got a fucking broken arm. But Frank Mee, he's very, very skilled with his um with his uh, map wrestling and that as yeah, well, jiu jitsu. Mm. He, he wasn't. I think that's why Brock Lesnar had the had the the wool over him was because Brock Lesnar was a little bit better striker. He was more so than um than like ground game sort of thing. But um when, when it comes to the ground game, Frank Mee is probably one of the best. But definitely in the heavyweights. The heavyweights. Yeah, heavyweights mm. He actually done a lot of uh, boxing work in the last few years to get yeah, his striking right. up. Yeah. Uh, for me, boys, you boys know that I've been a UFC fan for a long time, but the viewers and listeners might not. And I'm actually going to take you back to someone who probably a little less known than than a lot of you might be aware, but uh, a guy by the name of Paulo Tiago. Now, he's a middleweight. Um, he's actually made his debut in 2009 for the UFC. Um, he had a massive win against Josh Koscheck when he for his debut. Uh, TKO'd him. Anyone that beats Josh Koscheck is an absolute legend. Exactly. <laughs> But he's just really tough. Um, the other thing that I also love about him, boys, he's a member of the Brazilian military police. Now, you have to be a badass to be, you know, part of that team. So, um, you know, nothing in the UFC sort of frightened him or scared him, given his other profession. And uh, for me, he was one of those little ones that, that stood out to me in my early days of watching the UFC. Um, and it always stuck in my head. He has been retired for a couple of years now, I believe. But go back and watch a few of his fights and, and tell me that they're not good. Yeah, he was good. Uh, my first one up sold uh, Chuck the Iceman Liddell. Yes. Absolute weapon yep. back in his day. Yep. Uh, master of uh, Kempo Karate. Um, wasn't the biggest the biggest mat fighter or wrestler, but he, he, he could get out of those situations pretty well. 
Um, he had those the good feuds with uh, uh, Randy Tito. Yeah, Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. They had they had three fights. Randy Couture, Rampage Jackson. Uh, he actually got beat by Rashad Evans uh, when after he won the um, Tough Enough. I think was that the yeah. first or second one? Uh, second, he the was second the, one. Yeah, he was the, the winner of the winner in the second series. Actually, not knocked out Chuck Liddell. Mm. Um, unfortunately, after he stopped fighting, I think uh, he got hooked on the uh, like the painkillers and stuff from all those fights, and he had a few sort of. Um, Celebrity moments when he was like under the cameras going to events, he looked pretty groggy and sort of out of it. But that was the reason why he got got hooked on the old tablets. I remember uh, for those who have or haven't seen the movie How High, have you seen that, boys? Yeah, it's piss funny. Uh, there's a, there's Method a, Man and Red Man, isn't Method it? Man yeah. and Red Man. So there's a scene when they're in the college and there's this massive party going on and it goes to shit. There's a pimp comes in looking for his women, blah blah blah. It goes to, and there's this, this massive brawl, and then in the middle of the brawl, in the hallway, Chuck Liddell's in there throwing cut lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little little celebrity cameo appearance. Yeah. So good to see. Now my number two boys. Um, we're talking. I was going to say if there's an honourable mention, Chuck Liddell was going to be in my honourable. It's hard mentions. to just pick three to be honest. Oh, I struggled. Uh, boys, I'm going to go one because he's Aussie, two because I think he's he is. Ideally, probably one of the fittest fighters in the UFC currently, uh, and his his condition he's conditioned to any any climate, and that's Rob the Reaper Whitaker. He is an absolute animal. Uh, he's unfortunately, all respect to to Whitaker, um, he lost his title to Izzy. Yep. Um, in probably what, in my eyes, was was very disappointing fight. Probably um, his worst fight he's ever had, I reckon. That I've, I've seen anyway. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I just think he was he was outplayed. I haven't said that because he's such a smart fighter he, and he's such a determined man. He's now so obviously that I'm not 100 percent sure of the date, but they're rematch. So Whitaker and um, Adesanya's they the the lasagna their dates <laughs> their dates have been changed. I'm not sure. I did read an article. Dana White was talking about their dates uh. will be changed for that fight, but um, he's deservingly got a uh, a rematch um, in his last fight. He um, basically wrote the textbook, so uh, fingers crossed he, he'll get the chockies. Um, yeah, great fighter. Um, again, very hard to pick three, but uh, if I could pick ten, he'd be my top ten for sure. Uh, boys, I'm going to take you back to another, um, you know, an old fighter who's still around, and that's Clay the Carpenter Guida. Uh, if you have not seen this man, go look up his highlights. He is an animal. Um, He's just a fighter who loves to fight, you know, and he, he's never shied away from a fight. He'll fight when he's injured. He'll, he'll fight when he's getting beat up. Um, now, his UFC record, he's had 16 wins and 15 losses. Oh, wow. Now, tell me another UFC fighter that's still with the company with a record like that. You won't find one. No. The reason he is because, like I said, he just comes to fight. Dana loves him. He's entertaining. doesn't matter if he wins or loses. It's always a good fight. Uh, a few little stats. So he's won fight of the night six times. Uh, I won't go through who they're with. Submission of the night three times. And he's also in the UFC Hall of Fame uh, for his fight against Diego Sanchez as well. So phenomenal. Uh, like I said, look up his highlight package and you shan't be disappointed. Has he got a haircut yet? No. That's no, what I love. Still got the long hair? Oh, still got the long hair, yeah. Yep. And his brother slapping him before each fight. Fantastic. It's good to see. Like the old Tommy Radonikus. Radonikus, yeah. Like his, he had that mouth guard too that had like the spiky teeth on it from memory as well. Bit of a, like a, like doing, a fear factor sort of. Doing the face off and he's dancing. And he's, yeah. he's, he's Love him. This one was hard for me. It was just hard to put someone in without leaving people out uh, for the number two spot. I was leaning towards um, 
like Tank Abbott, some of those older fellows back in those days, um, Vitor Belfort. I've actually put in uh, Fedor Emelianenko. He was only in UFC for a little bit. It was towards the end of his career. He probably shouldn't have been fighting um, at that time because of his age. Uh, but he, he was a master of, of, of mixed martial arts, especially with, with his uh, stand-up and his, and his, his takedowns. Uh, his fighting style was um, Sambo, I think it's called. And he was trained. It was some Russian military background as well. Very, very fit. He, he doesn't look very, very cut, which, is, which makes him a little bit hard to read. Very, very fit man and can throw big bombs. He fought that big, uh, I think his name's Ho, Ho Ming Choi or something. The massive, massive Japanese guy with the white hair. Yeah, yeah. this guy is about seven foot two, and most fellas just sort of go in and poke around and just sort of try and try and run around him. Fadel just stood there with him, just went toe to toe. He, he um, got a knockout win just on the weekend, just gone too. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. fighting for some PFL or something. I don't know who it was, but yeah, he's still fighting. He's, he's got one of the best knockouts, one of the best overhand rights. Yeah, that is land, and then when they land, he just goes straight to the ground. Yeah, number one, boys like it, lump it. Conor McGregor, <laughs> like serious, a lot of it's, he's one of those sort of people. You like him or you don't like yeah. him. I'll shorten this up. He in the last, I'm going to say, last six or eight years has built an empire around himself. He started with nothing and where he is now. Um, boys, regardless of what his attitudes on and off the field, I don't really like it off the field, but when it's on the field, uh, I thought he, he turned a corner when when he um, when he fought um, Cowboys around. Um, it, it, like he showed a lot of respect. Um, he was very humble, etc. Um, but it, when it, when he was fighting Khabib and, and and some people like that. But having said that, a lot of people say, "Oh, Connor's a bandwag fighter." When he's going good, people are on the wagon. No, no, no. I remember when he was fighting Chad Mendes and fighting nobodies. I was on him then. Marcus Brimage. Yeah, Marcus Brimage. Yeah. So short and sharp, Conor McGregor. People might not like it, but that's how it is. I agree. I do like Conor McGregor as well. Um, and one of the famous quotes that I love um, with an interview with Ariel Hawani, he said, from nothing to something to everything. And it just sort of sums up him. You know, that's, that's his journey. He had nothing, and got something, and now he's got everything. So, um, yeah, good good call. Uh, for me, boys, this, again, very, very hard. But this one for me was Diego the Nightmare Sanchez. Now, again, similar to Clay Guida. If you haven't seen him, go look him up. You, sh- you will not be disappointed. Uh, he's had 32 UFC fights, 32 UFC fights. He's the winner of the first Ultimate Fighter Series um, in the middleweight division. Now, he's then gone on to fight in the welterweight and also in the lightweight, which is his natural weight. So he's fighting two weight classes above and one tough. Um, and I'll never forget the fight against BJ Penn. Where back in 2009, he uh, is a massive brawl fight. I think it was a five-round title fight. He copped a massive head kick to the to the forehead and just opened him up like a tin can and there was blood everywhere. But he just kept fighting kept through fighting. Uh, A few little things again. Hall of Fame against Clay Guida, Clay, Clay Guida as I just mentioned. Um, fight of the night seven times. He's got performance of the night once. Uh, he's tied second for the most uh, fight of the night awards in UFC history and tied seventh for most wins in UFC history. So... He would go down in one of my books as one of the all-time greats. Again, never actually got championship belt um, and never got the heights of Conor McGregor and whatnot, but just one of those fighters that came to fight every fight. Yeah, he's definitely definitely up there, isn't he? In the middleweight division, sort of, um, when you look at him, if you could take him into different eras as well, like how would he have gone against GSP at the top level and then back in the early days, how would he have gone then? I reckon he would have smoked pretty much all of them on his day. 
Uh, my my top one. This this runs in to back when I was a kid. Uh, my old man used to work a nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then uh, on on the weekends Working and nine to five. <laughs> and then on the weekends and some nights uh, it was it was a bouncer and he used to get home late. And we had the old uh, Ozstar back on in the day. It wasn't Foxtel. Hey. I used to sit up sit up late on Friday Saturday nights waiting for him to come home. Remember, we used, we used to have the card. Yeah, yeah, the old cards. That used to give on. you the channels. I remember that. And uh, so I used to sit up late, wait for him to come home. And uh, the K1 kickboxing would be on. And we used to sit up and watch it. And got introduced to Mark Hunt, the Super Samoan, back when mm. I was about, oh, I don't know, it would have been 14 or 15, I'd say. Watched him through all the K1s, followed him through Pride. Uh, we had the privilege of going down and seeing him. Uh, UFC 127 did down in Sydney. We actually went and watched him live. Uh, he was the fight before BJ Penn and John Fitch. For the main event, and we had pretty close seats uh, throughout the all, all the undercards. When they were hitting them with the gloves, they were sort of slap noises. When the Mark Hunt fight was on, they were thuds. Yeah. That man is scary. Big Can big. take a hit, and I love those one hit walkaways. Yeah, he yeah, did one. That love him. Just walk off love and him. Shoulders, boys. Yeah. That guy that he actually beat at one twenty-seven. <coughs> uh, I, I can't remember his name. He was a big, some big blonde dude from I don't know. Yeah, he trained with Brock Lesnar. He did. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually trained with Brock Lesnar for, for three months leading up to that fight, and got got pumped at the start of the second round. Yeah, uh, that was a great three of a kind, boys. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Um, a, like I said, really hard to narrow it down to three. Makes it really, really hard. See, there's, there's guys in there like Rampage Jackson, Vandalay, oh, the so Axe Murder. There's so many in so there. So many good ones. And so many divisions as well. Yeah. Well, I was going to flip the coin between uh, Frank Mir and, um, fuck, just, ah, uh, Forrest Griffin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Forrest Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, or, so. Oh. so many. And so you look at, like, Horace Gracie as well. Started off that whole yeah. jiu-jitsu run. Got everyone in, in, involved with that. And just showed how you don't have to throw punches to to, to win fights. Mm. Uh, all right, we've gone over time for our segment one, so we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back straight after this. Another half win from punters jumping in early or waiting too late. You get a good price on one leg, but the others have shortened dramatically. You still win, but it feels like you half win. Introducing Top Sports Best of the Best Multi. Get top odds on every leg. Every time. Don't be one of these. Just bet and forget Bob Multi. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Very good. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, we're going to take an early look now at the Melbourne Cup. Uh, it'll be on next Tuesday, so it'll actually be on before we record our next episode. Now, um, there's not much of a market out, so please excuse us. And uh, if you do like something we speak about, probably get on it now because it might come in a fair bit by the time the race kicks off next Tuesday. Uh, I was looking through the, the field the other day, boys, and I put in the, the group chat, is it a one-horse race? And uh, J-Rod, you said yes and no. Can you explain what you mean? Uh, yes and no. Um Basically, the, the winning style of uh, incentivise the other week, uh, basically one in a hands canter, uh, won very convincingly and by a long way. Having said that, boys, there was a horse I actually backed for the punters club at the at the local drinking house um, down at headquarters, and it was called Grand Promenade. Uh, now, Grand Promenade, it actually won uh, what's called basically a prelude. So basically, it's a, it's a free entry straight into the Melbourne Cup, no questions asked. And it won... 
very, very convincingly. Um, and, and I was lucky enough to be on it. Um, at the same time, too, the horse per sand, and also very elegant, very elegant in my eyes, is, is still, um, regardless of its its efforts over the last couple of races, uh, come home very, very, very strong on, on the weekend. Um, boys, that's still one of the best horses in the country. Uh, and if there's a horse that can go from, you know, a middle distance, uh, short distance to a long distance race at a click of a finger, uh, very elegant's the horse, boys. So, But then having said that, too, lads, I, I, over the years... Like we spoke about them earlier, the, the Irish Raiders, uh, re- rekindling um, the Japanese. If they bring horses over here, they don't fuck around. Delta Blues, Pop Rock, um, and horses like that. I think I'm, I, I'm not 100% sure of the exact numbers, but I'm, I have a funny feeling that there's only one horse, uh, Vow and Declare, that's won the Australian Cup, uh, the, the basically Australian horse to win the Melbourne Cup uh, since Maccabi Diva. And yeah. that was 06 was her last start. So they're basically been this is this is the bread and butter see for the, all the European horses. So in my eyes, uh, yes, it is uh, going off incentivizers uh, efforts in the Caulfield Cup. Haven't said that, boys. We are stepping up a little bit longer in distance um, to to the Caulfield Cup. So, but as I said, uh, my, my pick of the yard come Tuesday. Uh, I'm actually going to go Grand Promenade after its win. Um, if if you're chasing something with a little bit of value, I think it was around 15s um, when I when I looked earlier. So Grand. Promenade is uh, yeah sixteen bucks on Top 16. Sport at the moment. So yep. there we go. Thanks to Top Sport, thanks to the team out there. So um, if you haven't looking to have a, have a have a bet as well, Twilight Payment is the other horse. It, it won last year, so that's the uh, another Irish Raider. Um, It'll be carrying the top weight too, fifty eight kilos. And last year it led, uh, led, led. And led when it got to the post. I've never seen a horse lead the Melbourne Cup from start to finish. So, uh, boys, how how far's uh, Ireland in an aircraft? Twenty two hours. Oh, I'm not too sure why. Uh, that's a long way to bring a horse. They're not coming here for oh, no yeah, reason. True. Yes, uh, Twilight Payment is paying ten bucks um, again on Top Sport. Very elegant, as you mentioned, mate. It's fifteen at the moment. One that I was looking through, and it actually got up uh, for the Guru on the weekend was Forgot You. Ah, yes. It ran a good race. Um, it was a shorter race. I think it was only about 2040, about the same as the, the Cox Plate. But it got up. But it's paying 67 bucks, so maybe the distance might be a bit too much for it. Um, but, yeah, I just noticed it looking through the, the guide. I might have a sneaky 10 on that, I think, and oh, who was the, know. Who was the female jockey that won in, was it 2015? Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Payne. Michelle Payne. Payne. So Payne's that was paid $101. Yeah, okay. Well, like there that. you go. So, yeah, I, got, uh, I wouldn't mind uh, waiting to see uh, who the jockeys are. For each horse before I put my bet on, I was looking at uh, Sir Lucan as as a ruffie uh, from the from the Gay Waterhouse team. Uh, heard Adrian Bott. The other one I was looking at, um, which I can't keep my eyes away from, was uh, very e- elegant. Um, I think that's going to be going to be my my pick. What? <laughs> I don't know. I think someone must had a stutter when they were writing that down because they got two R's. And two E's in elegant. Yeah, I don't know. Elegant. Elegant. He's still coming off his bender, so be be kind to him. And then there's one, I'm not going to put any money on it. Every time I see it, this theme song pops into my head. You boys might remember this. The Chosen One. Remember Jeff Jarrett when he came out? <laughs> the ch- 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 chosen One. Hitting people with bloody balsa wood guitars and everything. Yep, yep. That's, uh, that's a bit of old school wrestling for those of you playing at home that might not know the name. So. Yeah, then we've got, so, incentivise, you know, P. Moody, P. Moody, look, always going to be strong there as well. I think the jockeys are done on Friday. I think from I think from memory, okay. um, and then the barrier draws are done on Saturday at about half past five. So we'll get a bit, bit more info on them Boys, towards towards the weekend. How good 
Grand Promenade runs to incentivise. My biggest tip for Tuesday listeners and watchers is whatever Frankie Dettori is on, stay off it. No good? No. Frankie Dettori has come to the what's, Melbourne what's Cup. What's he ever done to you? Well, he, he rides Shaggy like... Misses he, or something? Well, no, they, they call him the butcher because he, he just chops horses. He, <laughs> he ruins them. So, Straight um, in the glue factory. <laughs> but having said that, with, yeah, with, with COVID, hopefully he's not allowed in the country. Um, Back over with the uh, Italian mafia, is he? Yeah, mm. Mate, stay in England and, and ride in front of the Queen, mate, because don't ride in front of me. You're not welcome. But <laughs> now, nah, Frankie Dettori, in my eyes, he's, he's, I think I, I did read a stat. He's had something like 26 attempts at the Melbourne Cup and hasn't. he's come close. He's, he's ran... Second or third, a few <laughs> times, but he's never got the chockies. But uh, every horse that I've seen him on, he butchers them. So he's basically won as many Melbourne Cups as you as you have. Exactly right. There you go. That's, that's one reason to stay off him, uh, boys. I'll pop the um, the market up on the screen for you, uh, so you can have a look there if you are watching on YouTube. But uh, two dollars forty for incentivise, down to five dollars for Spanish Mission, and then Twilight payment is ten dollars at the moment. So those prices will probably fluctuate a bit by the time she does the barriers do open on Tuesday. Um, but if you do like any of those, get on now to Top Sport and, and get your bets on nice and early. Sorry, mate, jumping in there. I think that Spanish Mission, uh, is that from the USA? I think that horse might be. Well, looking at the name, you think he'd be from Spain. You yeah, would. <laughs> but I've got a feeling it's a... Uh, I'm not too sure. It doesn't give much more information. No, it, it doesn't on there. I've got a feeling that horse comes from the States. Could do. That's a long way to, to, it is. Br- to bring a mm, horse. Um, they don't bring them for no reason. So, But as, uh, that's just the Melbourne Racing Carnival is warming up. They've got the Derby this weekend, which is huge down there. Uh, and then they, they carry on to the Melbourne Cup. Then they carry on to the Oaks. I think it's about six-day racing carnival. Uh, and you think the Melbourne Cup day is big. I'm f- I, off the top of my head, I think Derby Day is probably about 20,000 more than there is on Melbourne Cup Day. So uh, having said that, that's generally Melbourne Cup Day. General at- attendance is, you know, around eighty to 90,000. So you add that up, there's over 100,000 people watching the, the derby. So that's this weekend. But There'll be about 25% of that at the moment. With COVID, I was going yeah. to say, I think they've capped them at about 2022. 20, mm. Which is a shame 000. because it does create that atmosphere, but is what it is, I suppose. That's it. So my tip of the yard there is, uh, is forgot you. That's... Uh, the one you, you're yep. looking at. See, that's the thing. Whether it stays in that all-in yeah. market, goes to the cup, or they race it this weekend. And, and yeah, rest it for the cup. Uh, in in Sydney, too, there's a, another two big races in Sydney uh, on the weekend, the Golden Rose um, and actually the Classic Legend Stakes. Now, there is, I think it was half the field this weekend, so I'll have a look here. Uh, if I quick math, 16. So that's eight horses. Were eight horses that ran in the Everest two weeks ago. So this is this is the sprint of all sprints. Boys, my pick of the yard there, I'm going to stick with Mars Crusader. Uh, I've been on Mars Crusader from the start and I was on it in the Everest uh, alongside horses that, that I did mention before, Gitra, Trekking, etc. at Arado. But I'm going to stick, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick solid with... Uh, Mars Crusader boys And then the race after that Is the Golden Eagle Now boys This is seven and a half Million dollar prize money In that I'm going to stick with I'm, I'm uh, Thunderstruck So uh, If you're out there uh, Hawkeye Apache uh, Chase Is uh, one race And uh, a, a bloke that we uh, Know fairly well He backs everything That's got his son Or his daughter's name in it um, But on the weekend He backed one It was We call him Hawkeye What was it I did actually Have it saved here this Hawkeye told me about that Iowa Hawkeye. Iowa. 
Iowa Hawkeye, uh, and that go. paid $25.50 to win. Got up. Uh, it got the chockies. I sent him a message, and he basically said the word that starts with F, <laughs> and the one afterwards was no with the rolling eyes emoji. So uh, that's my tip of the yard for the for the big three this weekend. Very good. Bit of value there. Hopefully you can get on board and, and get a winner up in, in one of those races uh, this weekend and or on Tuesday next week. Boys, let's move across into the big uh, UFC light heavyweight title fight. Uh, it's going to be on Sunday, about 8.30 in the morning here in, in Oz. It's been fought over in Abu Dhabi, so a bit of a time difference there. Uh, we've got the champion, Jan Blohanchevic versus Glover Tejera. Um, now, a bit of a tongue twister, a few of those names, and I probably stuffed them up, so forgive me for that. <laughs> Uh, should be a good fight. I've actually I was looking at it before and I thought, oh yeah, yeah. But then I started to do a bit of research on it, and both men are coming in on a five fight win streak, uh, which is really good. Um, Yan's probably coming on a you know bit harder competition than what Glover has. Glover dipped a bit in his career, but he's obviously now you know got a bit of a resurgence, which is really good to see. Um, Yan's last fight was a five round decision against the middleweight champion uh, Izzy. Uh, Izzy actually stepped up into the light heavyweight division. And it was a good fight. I think Yan was pretty comfortable in it, and he didn't really look threatened by the smaller Izzy uh, throughout. But Glover's, uh, his last fight was a third-round submission against uh, Thiago Santos, and that was in November 2020, so nearly a year. And for a 41-year-old man, um, a year's a long time to be be out. Obviously, he's been training and everything like that. He's probably had a few injuries, which he's been healing up. But we saw last week with uh, Paulo Costa, he was out for about a year, and his gas tank, you know, Failed him a little bit towards the end of that fight. And I'm a bit worried the same might happen to, to Glover with this. Well, it's one of them things, boys. Uh, you, you can train and condition yourself as much as you want, but it's that match fitness that you need. Under no circumstances when you train, regardless of how hard you train, you cannot simulate the fight intensity, the match intensity, boys. So, as you said, that time off, uh, people go, oh, it's only 12 months, but in that 12 months he's still training, still doing his cardio and everything like that. But you can go for 30K road runs every afternoon, but you go and take, uh, you, you go and make 40 tackles um, and, you know, 40 tackles and 10 hit-ups in a game, good luck. You get punched in the head for 25 minutes yeah, as well. exactly right. That, for, for real, not for like you say, when, when the boys are on the ground, uh, particularly a lot of, you know, if, if you watch it, They'll, they'll do certain movements. They'll have forearms over people, like over the, over their chin, restrict their breathing, etc. like that. When you're trying to pump um, a lot of oxygen to, to, to your big muscles, particularly legs and, and arms and stuff like that, shoulders and a, and a lot of back work, boys, that match fitness is uh, very important. I was doing some light reading on this this afternoon. One of the uh, sites I was looking at must have had a bit of a typo. It said he was turning 43. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, anyway, 41, 43, it's a, it's a fair age. I had so. him at 41. And then I read yeah. something else, and it said he's turning forty-three a couple of days before the fight. Okay, I, I think that could be a typo. Yeah, uh, both pretty similar um, in in physique. Both one point eight meters, ninety-three kilos. Uh, Glover's got a bit of reach on him. Um, watched a few of the highlights of, of big is it yarn, yan, yan, yan. Yep. Big Yan. He's got some good hands on him. Polish power, Polish yeah. punching power. You know, big Poland man. He's uh, he's he's big, powerful. Bopper, that's for sure. He's sort of got those those nice big long straight jabs, like a, like a Lennox Lewis sort of a style puncher as well. So I'll, I'll be putting my money on, on him for this fight. I think he's going to be my yeah. Look, my gl- pick. Glover's tough and and he is dangerous, um, but I, I think I think uh, Yan will get the the victory here. Um, I think it'll be a, either a second or a third round TKO. I think uh, the the year off will really hurt Glover. 
Um, and, I, and I can see that Polish power coming over the top. Pick. Yeah, I'm with you there too. Yep. All taking it. Now, there's a great card. If, if you do want to fork out the 65, 70 bucks, uh, you know, this is one to get. And if you do, patch us in because I wouldn't mind watching this as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just going through the card, like we've got uh, Dan Hooker. He only fought a month ago. And uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a New Zealand fighter, um, so we'll claim him. But he's fighting um, Makachev, who who is um, yeah, a very, very dangerous fighter as well. Now, Dan Hooker's actually $5 outsider on that, which I've never seen Dan Hooker at 5 bucks. So that just goes to show you how good uh, Makachev is. But he's always in a fight. Uh, Dan Hooker, he's tough, tough, tough. Go watch his fight against Dustin Poirier. Uh, it's one of the classic as well. Um, also, you've got... Um, Piotr Jan versus Corey Sandhagen. This is a massive fight. Um, I remember Corey Sandhagen, he fought Frankie Edgar. And for those of you who don't know, he nearly made my three of a kind as well. Um, Frankie Edgar's been around for, for years and fantastic fighter. Anyway, Corey Sandhagen, this is probably 12 months ago, I suppose, smoked him, flying knee in about the first 30 seconds. And for, you know, for me, that was it for Frankie. That's his career over. He should just retire. But he is a prospect and so is... Uh, Piotr Yarn, so it'll be really interesting to see that fight as well. So, yeah, if you do get the card, let us know and uh, maybe <laughs> nah. give us your credentials. I'll log in as Jefferson. well. Have um, Anything else, boys, on that one before we wrap her up? No. All, All good. Sort of there. All right. Um, let's stay over in Abu Dhabi now and in around that Middle East area, and we've got Australia taking on Sri Lanka um, in the T20 World Cup. Now, this one's a Friday at 1am, uh, so those of you who don't have to go to work on Friday and might want to stay up. This one will finish about 4.30 in the morning. So, um, boys, I'm going to say it. Finch has got to go. I don't like him. I don't rate him, especially as our captain. Uh, hate me all you want, but, mate, if you saw his performance in our opening match, you know, I, you'd be hard-pressed to disagree with me. What do you think? No. Silence? No, no. Finch, Finch I don't know. It's hard to say. Finch, Finch is, he was in a slump not that long ago. And he, and, he, and he rebounded back. What Finch has done for, for Australian cricket, particularly the short game over the last couple of years, uh, realistically, he hasn't done a lot to be sacked. Um, now, his captaincy, uh, I, don't, I, I don't... It's hard to say. I play a lot of cricket, um, and, I, and, I, and I've played locally at a high level. Um, but the one thing... I, I've, I've, so, over the last three years, I've been vice-captain of, of first grade. Um, now, we play under... 50 over format uh, I have never captained any T20 cricket so uh, having said that it, it's I, I don't understand exactly how uh, how heavy it is uh, on a captain but when, when he's not scoring runs I understand he's not scoring runs but realistically boys I don't think there's too many people in there um, that who can take his spot you know Pavolsky and all them boys that, particularly when we're trying to warm up for the Ashes I, I don't think he's done a whole, whole lot to be to, to lose his spot uh, if you're going to put the pressure on someone, at the same time the burners are on Dave Warner. Dave Warner played. I I saw his his batting highlights. He played a marvelous pull shot. Um, and, and he and he's, he he's, he drove a beautiful cover drive, um, which both went for boundaries of Cesha uh, Rabada. Um, boys. Then again, too, I don't think he's done a lot to 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 lose his spot as well. Mate, I've got I've got. Uh, um, Aaron Finch's BBL 10 uh, stats here in front of us. Can you read out his average? Uh, so his average is 113.77. No, his average runs. <laughs> thank you. Uh, his average is 113. Uh, 13. 
Point seven seven, seven runs. Seven. That's in BBL. Uh, and you always say the BBL is, is similar to our A-League where we don't even have good competition. He can't even make runs in BBL. How's he meant to make runs in international level? But then he'll, he'll go to India, somewhere like that, and make uh, $3 million. And, and he, So obviously not last year, the year before he made $3 million and almost quadrupled those stats. Boys, it's a, it's a slump. I, I understand. I understand, boys. We're not there for handshakes and and uh, fairy bread after the game, boys. We want to win every game. Uh, professional sport. It's uh, cheers and pats on the back, and when you're losing, it's a juicy shit sandwich. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, the, the burners are on, and I understand where you come from. But realistically, at this point, I, I, my, my biggest problem is I don't know who's there to, to take his spot. That's the only thing. I think he's really he's got to perform this World Cup. Otherwise, I think it might be the end of him. Well, I think he'd probably be leaning towards it. In, in your marvellous stats that you've got here, you don't have his age. But um, oh. I'm, I'm 27 and, and can't see a beach ball, so uh, hats off to him. <laughs> but, you know... You also don't get paid $3 million. Yeah, well, there. How do you know? Servies are oh, wealthy. But, um, <laughs> no, boy, that's the only problem. I understand where you come from. And the same too with Davey Warner. But, boys, I don't know who's there to to, um, to replace him. And, and the problem is... Are we picking him? Is the question for you, boys. Are we picking those two on what they can do, not what they have done? Like, in, in, in say, in the last 12 months, you go over their career, are they picking it on their career or are they picking it? So remember Michael Jennings, for example. He constantly made uh, the New South Wales squad, but he was making the New South Wales squad that year from Panthers reserve grade. They were picking him on – Laurie Daly was picking him on what he could, yeah. what his potential is. And what he had done. on what he is doing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's my question. I, I understand where you're coming from. The only thing is, I just don't know who's there to replace them. That's fair. Uh, cricket's not my forte. Uh, don't be very quiet over there. Yeah, yeah, just, just let you have a rest. Recoup. Regathering. Uh, I'll disagree with you. Thank you. And <laughs> say, uh, oh, 21 and Dunn's coming up. Aaron next Finch. Too, so there's a good chance you might. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Finch on your bike. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, anything else, boys? We're, we're running out of time for this segment. Did you want to touch on anything else? Or Quickly on the darts. I've uh, got the World Series of Darts finals uh, coming up this weekend. Starts on Friday. Uh, I think possibly that's Saturday over here. Uh, first round, um, we've got some pretty good games coming up. These first round games run into the second round. The second round already have players in there. So they put the seeded players into that second round straight away. So whoever wins the first round knows who they're playing straight away. Basically like a qualifier. Yeah. Uh, first up, uh, Kim Hybrits versus the bully, Michael Smith. Uh, I'm, I'm going the bully on that one. The winner goes through to play Peter Wright, the snake bite. Then we've got Ritaski versus Gabrielle Clemens. Uh, the winner of that plays Fallon Sherrock. Um, I think whoever wins that one's up for a tough game against Fallon. Christoph Ritowski. That's all right. I'm, I'm yeah. leaning towards Ritowski he's, as well. He's playing some good darts. Just so consistent. Talking and, about Polish and, power. Yeah. And loves though, like those hard grinding games as well. Uh, Kuvenhoven. I haven't heard of this guy. He's a... He's, is a new fella. Uh, he's sounds, playing, like a, sounds like a line of furniture at Ikea. That's weird, yeah. eh? Coven Hoven. So uh, he's playing Big John Henderson, uh, the uh, World Cup winner, paired with uh, Snakebite for, for Scotland. Winner of that plays Michael Van Gerwen. I think if uh, Big John should win this, then he might give uh, Van Gerwen a bit of a shake as well. Coming up next, we've got uh, James Wade versus Mervyn King. There won't be much smiling going on in that match. It's going to be pretty uh, serious and might even be a bit of a old... Uh, Yep, 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 happening towards towards the end. Uh, that winner plays Madras Razma. He got a nine data the other week. Did you see it when he, he did, went yeah. to throw his last start for the double and he sort of slipped out of his hand, he fumbled, juggled it. Fumbled. Walked back, come back to the line, double 12, nine darts, bang. Um, 
Then we've got another new player, Zonneveld. He's playing Chizzy. Dave Chisnell. Chizzy boy. Winner of that goes on to play Gary Anderson. So I can see Davey, Davey Chizzy and Gary Anderson having a belter there in the second round. Jeffrey Deswan. <coughs> excuse me, he plays Dirk Van Dugenbogen. Dirk Van <laughs> De Bogen Dugan. DVD, a, as I like to call him. He's actually handy. He is. Oh, I bet he is. Winner of that play is uh, Gerwin Price, or Gettowin Price, as, as we like to call him here. Um, I can see Price going through a long way here, possibly right to the final. Aspinall plays Vincent Vandervoort. I hope Aspinall flogs him. Winner of that plays the Ferret, Johnny Clayton. Then we got uh, Jose de Souza. Now, this guy, he's, he's pretty comical when he plays, only because he, he can't really score very well. So he always gets himself in these little predicaments and tends to get out of them. I don't know how. He's playing young Denny Noppet. Winner of that goes on to play Dimitri Vandenberg. Uh, so the winner of that, uh, will, will, I think, will eventually go through and play Price in, this, in the semi final. So I'm leaning towards Snakebite and Gettowin Price for a, a final. Price winning. Get on the Scotsman, Gary Anderson. I love the names. I, I, I love just, it. I just I watch just, for the names. I checked the uh, the World Championship start at Christmas time. Gary Anderson, fifty to one this year. I think he is. He was either fifty to one or, or thirty eight to one or something. If you've got a ten dollar bonus bet out there, people load up. Rack it on. Uh, very good. All right, we'll take another break and we'll be back with some fun. Twenty one done. Beer of the week straight off this. You can't beat Top Sport's best of the best multis. Top odds are guaranteed during any Saturday Metro meeting. Plus, there's best of the best to win up to a hundred grand on the Melbourne Cup too. Top Sport, feel the excitement. Cheese and C's apply. Gamble responsibly. All right, we're back. Uh, Twenty-one and done again this week. Uh, winner last week was J Rod. Only just uh, getting the victory last week. So we'll see if Cherry can get a bit of a redemption this week. Uh, test your buzzers, please. Batman. Cheers. All right, now I've got three easy ones to start off this week, boys, because you struggled with the one easy one last week, so I've extended it to three. Struggle with any of them. All right, uh, let's go. Which NRL club has former Bulldogs bad boy and toilet cubicle officer um, Adam Elliott signed with for 2022 season? Cheers. It's not going up to the Redcliffe Dolphins, is he? <laughs> no, that's uh, 2023. I'm an old Rams. Uh, Just announced yesterday, I think. Adam Elliott, Burtman. I'm going to go Tigers or somewhere shit like that where he belongs. <laughs> Not the Tigers. God. I don't... Uh. I'm going to toss up between Knights and Sharks here and go Sharks. Yeah, incorrect. Think, uh, think, think Guru. Oh, Burtman, Raiders. The Clappers. Raiders is, is the really? one. Wow. Uh, and that was Toilet Cubicle Inspector Officer. Sorry, I mispronounced that. Um, all right. Who ran third in last week's Cox Plate? Burtman, uh, very elegant. Yes, very elegant. Very good. I, know I ran fourth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, last of the easy ones. How many strikes do you get in baseball before Burtman, you're out? Three. <sighs> Got a bit of work to do, Cherry. All right, multiple choice. In the 2021 Women's Surfing Championship <laughs> Tour, what current ranking is Aussie Sally Fitzgibbons? Is it A, first, B, second, or C, third? Chairs, second. <laughs> I'm going to go third. Third is correct. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. Don't get your hopes uh, up, listeners, because I'll probably get robbed at the end. As uh, four zip. Four zip. All right. Uh, the term full court press is used in which sport? Burtman. Basketball? Basketball is correct. Five zip. Holy Jesus. That's all right. You're right. Just test your buzzer again. Hey, do you want to change to my buzzer? Because oh. it actually worked for me last week. That's no, all right. Okay. Got this sunny's here for the... <laughs> um, which former Aussie tennis player had the nickname The Scud? Former. 
<laughs> I know Leighton Hewitt was a bit of a scum. No, no, <laughs> I'm going to go Philippousis, Burtman. Oh, he's got it as well. Fucking hell. Six zip. Well, that was a guess too. Oh, wow. All right. This one's for you, Chief. How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady won? Burtman. <laughs> Is it? It's phenomenal, isn't it? I'm going to say nine. Oh, over you, Cherry. Not that many. A little help for you there. Chez seven. Seven is correct. Oh, he's, he's off. on the board. The Finally. comeback begins. Here it is. Here it is. All right. Who captained Queensland in the very first ever State of Origin game in 1980? It's someone rather askew, isn't it? No. No, no, no. He's no longer with us. Chez. It wasn't Artie Beatson, was it? Artie Beatson yeah. is correct. Uh, five, sorry, six plays two. Um, what is the highest possible score from three darts? Chess. 180. Oh, that was close. That was a Gary Anderson answer, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Quick as he. Um, all right. In golf, a sand trap is also known Chez. as a what? Bunker. Bunker. He's a... He's a the comeback is on. on. I just need a bit more booze. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How many laps of an Olympic-sized pool do you need to swim in a 1,500-metre race? 15. <laughs> 30 is correct. Oh, they're 50, aren't they? 50, not 100 metres, yes. Oh, he's put a stop to it. All right. Um, now, this is a follow-on question from that, and it's also multiple choice. How many Olympic gold medals has Kieran Perkins won in the 1,500 metres? Is it A, 1, B, 2, or C, 3? Ches, 2. Correct. And they were in 1992 in Barcelona. 1996 in Atlanta, and he actually got silver at the 2000 Olympics in Sydney. So he could have made it three, but unfortunately he didn't. So two is the correct answer there. Um, all right. Now, this one's probably for you, J-Rod. What sport would you be playing if you were a tight end? Chess. <laughs> NFL. <laughs> I would have accepted gridiron as well. So, yes. No worries. Uh, six plays seven. Very close. Very close. All right. Uh, which former New Zealand NRL cult hero is facing life in prison Batman. for alleged drug importation? Manu Vatavai. Manu Vatavai is Big smuggler. Yes. Gee, I loved him too. He was good. Yeah. Well, Disappointing. Yeah, it is. Um, what is former Aussie cricket legend Andrew Simon's nickname? Oh, Bertman. Simo? Technically it is. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll go throw it over to Chez. I will give you that if Chez doesn't get correct. There is another one which he's more known for. No. No? But I was Roy. Roy. Roy's yeah, the other one. Yeah, but I would have given you. I've got Simo in brackets, so I'll give you that. Uh, another multiple choice. So New South Wales NRLW Captain Kezi Apps has recently signed with which club for the 2022 NRLW <laughs> season? Is it A, St. George Illawarra, B, West Tigers, or C, Parramatta Eels? But man, I'm going to go Parramatta Reels only because they're the new. Club. You would be incorrect. I was going to jump in real quick and say Redcliffe Dolphins again, but we'll go. We'll go. We'll go. Um, what was it? Say George. <laughs> West Tigers. West Tigers. Oh, yeah, yeah. St George was her old club, and uh, her and Jess Sergis have gone across to the Tigers. So, uh, ten play six. We've got about four questions to go. Five questions to go. Uh, what would the total number be if you added together all the numbers on a standard dartboard? Oh, fucking hell. Bit of a maths question. So one plus two plus three plus four. Yeah. 
Cheers, I'll do it. I'm going to be fucked. <laughs> Have a drink. <laughs> 400. Thought you would have known this, honestly. No. No. That's not out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Get a win would know, let me tell you. I'm going to have a, 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 a be in the 300s. No. Incorrect. 200s. Yep. Oh. It's not as high as, as you think, you know. Anyway. I'm just going to have a random guess here. 237. Lower. 211. Oh, oh yeah. 210. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Bert. <laughs> no worries, man. 210. I, I, I did that four or five times to make sure I got it right as well. So, um, All right. What is the brand of the official tennis ball of the Chess. ATP Tour? This will be wrong. <laughs> Dunlop. Dunlop's it correct. Is, oh, yes. I was looking at that. I was, I was thinking that in Spalding. I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, ten. Well, ten oh. plays um, eight. Ten plays eight. All right. Former UFC middleweight title contender is Chael who? Ches Sonnen. Yes, Chael Sonnen. Used to be a real estate agent. Did he? he used to sell yes, houses. He did. He did yeah. Yes. <laughs> You'd hate to turn down his offer. Fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. This is close. Ten B nine. Um, all right. This year saw father-son combo of Ivan and Nathan Cleary win the NRL Premiership. Which other father-son combo won in oh. 2003 also for the Penrith Panthers? Well, I actually... Fuck. I remember seeing the photo of them. I think of the team. Ryan Girdler. Sattler. Guy was there. Want a clue? Yeah, we need one Randy here. was there. Want a clue? Um, think long hair for the player. Long flowing Side black Bob. hair. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the dad, the coach, used to wear an Akru- Akubra on the field, on the side. Oh, yeah. Got um, it now? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go Gower. No. Gower, no. Um, I'll give you the surname. You've got to give me the first names. Lang. L-A-N-G. Uh, Johnny Lang. Yep. And That's a father. KD. KD <laughs> 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 <Katie> Lang. <laughs> give him the points. Oh, oh. Give him the points. Oh. Marty Lang. Marty Lang. Mm. Ten apiece. All right. <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, last one. Which sport is commonly associated with a yellow jersey? Chess. Oh, yeah, it's uh, cycling. Cycling, yes. 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 <laughs> no robbery this week, listeners. <laughs> Two in a row. I had to listen really carefully to that. So nah, Bruno got that one. Yeah, I'll give him that as well. Uh, two weeks in a row, mate. You're a little bit of, you fucking you started off horribly. Oh, no. Six and oh. Comebacks are always in the six, cards. Yeah, six point lead. Just got yeah, him by one. Uh, That's pretty poor performance. Me sphincter was winking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Love that. Um, all right, let's jump into Beer of the Week. Uh, thanks to the White Bull Hotel, as always. Great sponsors of the show. Get on down there if you are in the local Armadale area. Uh, for uh, especially in this hot weather, you know, you're gonna need some some uh, liquid um, nullifiers there for when you're out mowing the lawn on the weekend. That's for sure. What have we got this week, boys? We'll have one for breakfast anyway. This tip. <laughs> uh, we got uh, <laughs> yeah for the last couple of days. Yeah, uh, Bolter, uh, Captain Sensible. Uh, it's a mid strength bit don't of a. I don't know uh, what it's doing here. No, <laughs> bit of a um, sort of a fruity IPA flavour there. Oh, so we've got a bit of a spiel on the back here. We've, we had a bit of a read before before we started off uh, recording. 
I'll quickly go through it. Sensible, like contributing to your super fund with the pleasure of riding a supercharged jet ski. I don't know if it's that good. (laughs) This ale balances refined malt undertones against vivacious hop notes to round out a full taste and a a mouth feel that defies its mid-strength nature. Perfect for those who like to keep a lid on it but still want to crack the top off a couple. From us to you with enjoyment. Uh-uh. I disagree on that one. <laughs> These aren't real good. Uh, for me, a little bit too fruity. Uh, a bit like Pasito, I think. You know, the old uh, yeah. passion fruit fizzy drink. Passiona. Not my sort of thing. Uh, thanks, Hawkeye, anyway, mate. Uh, you did try your best, but uh, one stubby lid for me this week. But there definitely is a market out there, so if you do like that kind of fruitiness yeah. beer, yeah, get on definitely down to, is. The, to the White Bull and uh, see him there in the bottle mark and uh, get yourself a, a can or six. Given it the one... Um, Ches, it's as you said, it, it is heavy uh, when it comes to fruitiness and, and that hoppy sort of flavour. Uh, there's a couple of big words in there that I can't pronounce, so that it loses marks for that. <laughs> hey, that's just the joys of being a tradesman. Um, it's actually, it's not bad. It's not bad. Captain Sensible, I like the the notes uh, called that obviously because it's a mid strength boys. I'm going to give it three. Three, that's solid. That's solid. I guess it reminds you of that one we had the other week, the the West Coast one, a little bit. Remember that one? We gonna, we should go through and do a, a reel of the the bad ones. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Pirate Life. Ooh, it was yeah. in there. What was that one? It was. It was. How about we do a, a highlight of the good ones so that the people get down to the bottle mart and, ah, yeah. uh, and, and get themselves a six th- pack or two. I think, <laughs> I, I think uh, Stone and Wood are leading the charge so on that one. Coopers, uh, the Coopers one you had the yeah, other week. Coopers, it, it, was, uh, it was quite good. He got a high stubby rate. Four X Dry. That was four a pretty X good. Dry. Yeah, got five. Yeah. Oh, um, take it back to the Gold Coast. That four X dry doesn't. Oh, it? Daddy. Okay. <laughs> 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 one uh, thing. Delicious. One thing that I'll refuse to get unless you want to try one. I'll, I'll, I'll split a six pack. I'll get something else. There's little creatures. So if, uh, you, if you ever want to do one of them, yeah. let me know, and we'll have to do a half half for the week. Are you talking about drinks or? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was thinking something. Um, me, me brother enjoys uh, it. The the little creatures. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it a we'll give it a bend. See um, how we go. Uh, anything else, gentlemen, before we wrap her up and let the audience go? I don't think so. Should be right. Good weekend of sport coming up. Oh, Let's charity bets. Charity bets. Oh. Right, charity bets. Oh, Almost yeah, forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks to Top Sport, uh, $50 each to uh, bet for our nominated charities. Uh, I'll kick us off, boys. I'm actually going a little bit of a multi here. So I'm going um, I'm going on the Melbourne Cup. I'm going to incentivise into um, – Yarn to win the um, title there against Glover and into Australia to beat Sri Lanka in the T20 World Cup, everything we spoke about today. That one's paying $4.55 and I'm having the full 50 on that one. So we should get a good little return on that if we get that all up. I'm going to actually split more bets. Um, a little bit different this week. Uh, saying before about the darts, I think uh, Girl and the Iceman Price is going to take this out on the weekend. Uh, so I'm going to unload $15 onto him. There's no odds as yet, uh, as it's still a few days away, but I'd imagine he'd be around that sort of $3 mark maybe in the in the high twos. Uh, the other $35, i am going to load on... Um, 25 No, no, 15 Oh, sorry, sorry, my bad. 15 on, on price, and I'm going to put I'm gonna put 35 on the <laughs> on the UFC. Yan. Yan to win. I like it. Just a nice head-to-header. That's paying $1.37 on top sports, so... That'll triple up. So if both those get through, I should be close to about 80 bucks return. Boys, I'm going to have a three-league place multi this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go... Hang on, on a minute. On. Hang, Hang on, on a minute. No, no, it's it. You don't back in the lose. Back it up. You don't back in the lose. No, boys. <laughs> <laughs> in a multi, that's it. I was waiting for that too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the lot of you. Uh, I, in a multi, it's acceptable, boys. I'm oh. thunderstruck. 
But you won't give, you won't give, <laughs> I won't give the best. I'm going to wrap it up. On Thunderstruck, Mars Crusader into Forget You, 30 on that, $10 each leg. So 30 bucks all up for, for each of them, the place uh, to, to lose. Um, <laughs> and then I'm going to put my 20 on uh, Grand Promenade next week to win the Melbourne Cup. Very good. So we've got a few that will uh, be holding out till Tuesday before we actually get a, um, a result, which is great. Keeps them keeps it in play and, and keeps it excited for over the weekend as well. Because quickly, I remember years ago, I was working with the old man over at the pub. and YCW? No, no. Do you remember when I was like 14 coming in there getting chicken schnitzels? Even when you're about, I think about 10 years old, just yeah, come and yeah. get, get lunch off me. Um, sure Melbourne Cup day, I was fucking short on coin. And it was like a day before payday. Dad said, oh, what'd you back for the Melbourne Cup? I said, I haven't put anything on, I don't have any money. He said, here, I'll loan you 50. And I said, no, no, no. He said, what do you want to back? And I said, oh, I was looking at Green Moon. He's like, here, 50 bucks. And I said, no, 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 that's right. Watch the fucking thing come home and it paid 20 to 1. Fuck, I was dirty. I remember that Irish horse as well. I remember my first Melbourne Cup. I was 18. Uh, went down to the pub with the boys. I said to me, old man, who's a keen punter, and I said to dad, I said, what, what's your tip? And he said, boys, there's a horse by Gay Wardhouse called Fiorente and it will not be beaten. Guess what? It wasn't beaten. I didn't back it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. All right. Hopefully there's a bit of value out there. As I said, off the top of the show, we are back on YouTube this week. Make sure you do subscribe. Even if you are only listening to us uh, through audio, subscribe wherever you do get the podcast. And please, please, please let your friends know. Uh, spread the word. Uh, we've got some exciting things happening. We're looking at maybe a little tipping comp for the BBL coming up. Uh, we're going to have some good good giveaways as well in the next few months. So make sure you head on over to our website and become an SEB club member as well. Uh, sign up and you'll get the um, notifications as soon as our episodes drop. So thanks again for sticking around. Uh, and as always, stay on side. And as the great Mother Teresa once said, don't use fielders on your dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> what?